Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, always broadcasting from the Cellmark Studios, along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield News team. Coming up today, it's Mansfield News, sports and weather for the upcoming week. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to a local Mansfield eatery with our Mansfield trivia question, courtesy of Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. Mansfield resident reflects on a letter he received from Queen Elizabeth. Council votes for a lower tax rate. We'll talk about it in a moment with the mayor. New three-digit crisis hotline introduced to help save lives. Local Latinas form group to bring attention to Hispanic Heritage Month and other events. In sports, two big wins for MISD football teams heading into district play. Coming up in the features section... I'm Dennis Webb, and today's science segment will discuss a scientific use for sewage. That's the stuff you flush down your toilet. Let's give breast cancer the boot. I'm Angel Biasati, and today we're talking about breast cancer and early detection in Methodist Mansfield News to Know. Wire fraud is a very real threat to homebuyers. I'm Beth Steinke, and today we will discuss how to protect yourself from it on the Mansfield Real Estate Report. In this week's Cocktail of the Week segment... I'll be talking about a cocktail that's a new take on using watermelon. We have the seven-day weather forecast. And in the talk segment, Steve talks in studio with local author Shane Trotter. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. I'm Dr. Joseph Adams of Calibration Chiropractic and Functional Health. And if you or your loved one is suffering with headaches and or migraines, we invite you to come sit down with our team and see if we can find a solution. What we know about migraines is that they're a complex neurological disorder and there are many different triggers and appropriate treatment requires a team that can address all those factors. So if you or somebody you know is suffering from migraines, we invite you to come into the office and sit down and have a conversation with us and see if we can help you. Calibration Chiropractic and Functional Health, 408 South Main Street in downtown Mansfield. I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then, I've read tons and tons of books on money. And what I've done is taken those lessons, simplified them, and I talk about those lessons on my podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple. So come hang out with us. We're on every major platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube, Wealth Building Made Simple. What do you see when you look at your trees? Beauty, shade, strength, long life? Trees can be destroyed instantly by great storms and over time by microscopic organisms and not to mention causes between those extremes. Trees can't complain or even move out of harm's way. They depend on human care. Nobody is more qualified to provide that care than the experts at Bartlett Tree Experts. Their specialty is preventive care. The kind that's the most cost effective. The kind that is the best value in arboriculture. Bartlett representatives and technicians are trained and backed by the scientists of the Bartlett Tree Research Laboratories. They are your neighbors, completely knowledgeable about local trees and shrubs. For a free inspection from your local Bartlett Arborist, call 1-877-BARTLETT. Their advice is free and you're under no obligation. Your trees and shrubs are a large part of your property investment and deserve the best care. Bartlett Care. Call a Bartlett Certified Arborist today. 1-877-BARTLETT. Or visit online at Bartlett Hi, I'm James Sellers, CEO and founder of Salmar Corporation, and you're listening to About Mansfield. 
Well, it's no secret that Queen Elizabeth passed away last Thursday. Uh, it's all over the news. We know that. She is uh, ending the second longest reigning monarch in the history of the world. 70 years, 214 days. You got to go back to the 17th century uh, with Louis XIV, uh, who reigned for 72 years in France. She took the throne at 25 years old. And you're probably wondering, Steve, why are we talking about Queen Elizabeth on the About Mansfield podcast? What I wanted to do was bring in a, um, a Mansfield resident who is as British as they come to get his feedback, to get his memories of Queen Elizabeth. Some of you may know him personally. Some of you may know him as a, uh, a, a candidate for city council uh, a, a couple of uh, election cycles ago. We welcome Vaughn Wynn Jones to the About Mansfield Telephone. Thanks for being here. Hello, Steve. It's good to see you. I appreciate you being uh, on about Mansfield again. Uh, you were uh, you were born in the United Kingdom, and uh, my notes say here that you lived there roughly half of your life. Let's just go ahead and dive right in. Your memories, you have fond memories uh, of, of Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, um, obviously, like everybody else, there's been various times where there's been some scandal that's rocked the family. And um, all, all families have them, but when you live in that in that goldfish bowl, um, the scandals are, are always much larger and usually much worse. But uh, no, there were very many fond memories, especially you know during the Cold War or when there was a crisis in government. The Queen was always there um, as as someone that we would look to to kind of sort the mess out or at least carry us through until we got to the other side. Um, she was uh, she was someone that. Um, in fact, I lived uh, just about five miles from Windsor Castle, and I saw it from my bedroom window every single day. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, so I'd go there quite regularly. No, we didn't hang out or anything, but uh, <laughs> I, I, did, I did get to see her a few times. And um, I, I was actually thinking the other day that the last time I, I remember seeing her, was, I was about uh, 20 years old, and uh, it was actually in Cornwall, and she was getting on board the the Royal Yacht Britannia at the time, and there was this huge staircase on the side of it, which she was just walking up. And um, my mom said, oh, doesn't she look tired? And I thought, yeah, she probably does. So I thought, well, she's getting on now. Well, I worked it out, and she was actually my age at the time. Oh. So, <laughs> so she was a young lady yeah, at well, the yes, time. exactly. Thank you, Steve. Yes, she was, yes. So, um, but yeah, she's, she's always been um, – as constant in people's lives. I mean, she reigned for over 70 years, which so 90% of Brits and frankly, 90% of the population of the world doesn't remember a time without her being the queen. And, and uh, President Macron of France even said this, you know, to the British people, you know, she may be your queen, but to us, she was the queen. Yeah. And um, in, in fact, when she was, when she ascended to the throne, it'd be another five years before Alaska and Hawaii became states um so it, it's been a significant time and and when you have that kind of icon in your background that's suddenly gone away it has 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 an impact on the british people who still are incredibly favorable for the monarchy i think the polls run between 60 and 80 percent depending on which uh, demographic you get in. you told me before we started the interview that you received a letter from queen elizabeth uh, can you tell us yeah. about the letter Oh, I can tell you the story. I remember we'd gone to Windsor Castle. I was eight years old. And you know those big grenadier guards that they had, the ones with the buzz beers that you oh, yeah. yell at you? Well, I'd seen this, and my mom had arranged, because they had them walking around, my mom had arranged for me to have a picture with this guy, right? 
Um, and that picture was like when I was about six or so. Okay. Well, the picture is of me actually mortified, scared to death of this guy, trying to get away from him. He's holding my hand and I'm trying to get away. If I can find the picture, I will, because it's hysterical. Well, for some reason, about a year or so later, once I figured out how to read and write properly, I, I, I was kind of feeling bad about it for the guard. And so I wrote to the queen and kind of apologized and said that I wanted to be a, you know, one of the soldiers when I grew up. Um, wrote the letter. Um, my mom posted it and I got a letter back from the queen. Um, I think, you know, via her handmaiden or whatever, but on the official station, my mother said the queen was very moved. It's, um, um, uh, by your story. And she looks forward to having you serve amongst her guard one day in the future and blah, blah, blah. And of course my mom promptly ran off like 30 copies of it and <laughs> gave it to everyone. And so I'm trying to dig that out right now. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, um, she's, she, she, everybody has a queen story one way or the other. You mentioned friends and family. They're, uh, they're, they're pretty devastated over the loss. Yeah. And what's interesting, even the ones who occasionally talk about, you know, moving to some kind of Republic, they felt it too, because as much as, you know, people talk about, you know, the, the, the gaudiness of it, the, the, or the pomp and circumstance and how much money we throw at it. There is still a huge value to it in that it's a constancy to government that you don't get any other way. Um, and since we've moved past the days of, you know, um, Vladi and Palo and those guys running around killing everybody, it, it provides a, um, a constant networking, if you will, with everybody else in the world. I mean, she, in England alone, uh, she, presided or was queen over 15 prime ministers she's met she met every president of the united states since 1952 except lyndon johnson hmm. um and although princess margaret did so it's it it provides um a, you know a kind of a, some tribal knowledge that uh, you don't get any other way and and she was always always been gracious to to everybody who's uh, who's, who's been presented to her. Um, I mentioned in the intro that she is the second longest reigning monarch in the history of the world. She's actually the longest reigning yeah. female in the history of the world, 70 years. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the UK will ever see another monarch reigning for another 70 years? Um, well, <laughs> obviously, King, King Charles, the, the, the current king, he's 73. He will not yeah. last 70 years. Potentially, yes. And, and so let me explain that answer. So the, the family is, has some, is quite long lived. I mean, her, her, the Queen Mother um, lived to be, I think, 101 or something like that. Um, Duke of Edinburgh only died a couple of years ago. Um, 73, I think we can probably get expected a good... 15 years out of Charles and uh, William, who would be succeeding him, who knows where our medical technology is going to be then. I mean, the guy could reign for 100 years. For all that's you know. that's um, true. Any parting thoughts? Uh, we're, we got here uh, a minute or two. Any party th parting thoughts before we uh, close this out? I do want to say, um, you know, a thank you to all of my friends that have that have reached out to me personally and, and also for people around the world that have reached out to the, just to, to the to the British people, you know, with, with their thoughts and, and kindness, even though a lot of times the monarchy is seen as this strange, weird institution, um, people have some kind of picked up on the, on the fact that it has been quite a moving thing for, for everyone. And, and I just wanted to express gratitude for the, for the kindness that everyone's shown to, to all of us. 
Fawn Wynne-Jones, born and raised in the United Kingdom, talking about Queen Elizabeth. Uh, Appreciate your time. Thanks for being on About Mansfield. Thank you. It affects everyone. Suicide. And, up until last week, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline was a complicated, hard-to-remember, 10-digit phone number. Steve spoke with County Commissioner Devin Allen on Tuesday morning regarding the rollout of a new, universal, three-digit phone number for the National Suicide Prevention and Mental Health Crisis Hotline. Tarrant County Commissioner Devin Allen, welcome back to About Mansfield. Hey, Steve. Thanks for always uh, reaching out, and I always enjoy visiting with you all. Yeah, thank you. And and uh, for our listeners, uh, Commissioner Allen represents all of Mansfield. Precinct 2 is just over 550,000 residents, and so it includes Mansfield, um, the Tarrant County portion of Grand Prairie, Arlington, Kennedale, Pantego, and um, Dow Worthington Gardens, so six cities uh, in southeast Tarrant County. So let's talk about the the newly launched uh, Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. It, it rolled out a little bit early as kind of a soft uh, soft opening, but it was announced by uh, the 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 county court just last week. Describe and tell the listeners what the uh, the Lifeline is. Recently launched earlier this summer, it was more of a soft launch. Was nine eight eight, which is uh, the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. So in the past, if someone was in um, distress or if they were concerned about someone that they cared for, perhaps um, having um, a need or contemplating suicide, they could call a 1-800 number. And so advocates in this space have been um, petitioning um, the federal government to shorten that number. And so recently, the Federal Communications uh, Commission designated 988 as a universal phone number for the National Suicide Prevention and Mental Health Crisis Hotline. 988. So just like 911 is a life and death emergency, you call 911. People have, uh, have, have gotten to know that 988 is the brand new suicide and crisis lifeline. And Obviously, the the purpose of this is you don't have to remember a ten digit eight hundred number. That's right. Yep. So it's and this number is primarily for those who are in emotional distress or in suicidal crisis. And so, if someone were to call that number, they would be routed to um, a call center um, that is close to their locale, and they would be able to talk with uh, someone who could um, walk them through what they're feeling. Um, and then, if needed, connect them to um, additional resources. So for here in Tarrant County, that would be MHMR. Um, that's the, our primary community crisis line. And um, it's people are available 24-7, seven days a week. Um, and not to confuse the issue, because you can definitely dial 988 and reach it, but MHMR does also offer a text number. So I want to share that number yeah, please. Um, for, for, for those who are more text inclined. Um, so that number is 1-800-866-2465. Again, that's 1-800-866-2645. So you can text that number. Um, and of course, you can always call 988. 988, the brand new Suicide and Crisis Lifeline hotline for those that may be struggling or, yes, struggling with difficult times. 
Well, I think for for um, everyone has probably had one or more extremely difficult times in their life, and not that that always leads to someone um, con- uh, leads to someone to contemplate suicide, but certainly if you're having a difficult time and you don't know where to go and you need some help, you need someone to talk to. Nine eight eight is a great resource. As our um, CEO of MHMR, Susan Garnett, had shared in presenting to court last week, that for Every um, person, one person that commits suicide, they affect 100 lives. It's important. That drives home the fact that while someone may feel alone, that they're not alone. And if they need someone to talk to and if they need additional resources, that 988 is a tremendous resource for them to access. Once again, 988, the Suicide Crisis Lifeline. And then also for Tarrant County Resources, if you are a person who likes to text one 800 866-2465. Again, 1-800-866-2465. Uh, Commissioner Allen, any, uh, any parting thoughts? we got about 60 seconds left. Um, sure. I would just say that there was a soft launch of 988 in July of this year, and then folks can expect to see a national market marketing campaign for the new 888 number to kick off in 2023. But don't hesitate to use that number if you need to before then. Tarrant County Commissioner Devin Allen, appreciate you being on About Mansfield. Yes, thank you, Steve. Appreciate all you do. The Mansfield City Council held a regularly scheduled meeting on Monday evening. The following opinions of those of Michael Evans may not necessarily reflect those of the Mansfield City Council. It was a busy night Monday night. First of, all, first of all, we say good morning, Mr. Mayor. Good morning, Steve. It's good to be here today. A uh, busy night, as I said, and uh, started off uh, with proclamations. You know, we did. Uh, we, uh, uh, the council, city council, uh, proclaimed uh, September 10th, uh, Quanta Parker Day, in honor of the uh, iconic Comanche uh, chief uh, and also later a statesman uh, for uh, human rights and, and also for the rights of uh, Native Americans. And, you know, one of the things that, that we want to do is always encourage our citizens to learn more about our state's uh, rich uh, history. And uh, we also proclaim September 17th through the 23rd as Constitution Week. Uh, this year marks the 235th anniversary of the drafting of our Constitution, one of the uh, greatest documents uh, that has been written in um, literally in, in human history. And uh, again, it, it helps to keep our union tight uh, here in the United States. Following Constitution Week, you got into the budget and I'll just let you go and run. With <laughs> All it. right. There's a lot going on with that. A lot going on with that. Um, I am excited to report that uh, we adopted the fiscal year 2023 budget. And and really, there, there's a lot in this year's budget. So uh, let, let me just get started there. So uh, we learned uh, from a, a survey that we did maybe about two or three years ago now uh, from our constituents, residents, that streets and streets improvements was very important. And it is to all of us. So uh, after increasing our streets maintenance budget by 50% last year, uh, we're investing another 10% on top of that uh, for even a more road improvement. So uh, we're listening to uh, our, our constituents. Uh, we're also funding a uh, new playgrounds, 
uh, the next phase of our exceptional dog park and uh, investing $1 million in improvements to our athletic fields. But let me say that's still woefully short of uh, what we need to do for our, our ball field, Skinner Park, uh, as well as the uh, new park that's uh, going to be uh, located on our southern border. So we're going to keep working on that, and hopefully you'll hear more about our efforts to uh, bring those much-needed improvements in the weeks to come. Now, public safety is always a top priority, and uh, this year is no different. We budgeted for uh, new equipment, set aside money for a new police headquarters. That's exciting. And also... Uh, uh, our animal shelter facility. So uh, you're going to hear more about that in the uh, uh, days to come, the weeks to come. And uh, we introduced a salary step plan uh, to remain competitive and hire the best and brightest police officers and firefighters in the Metroplex. Uh, the adopted budget document is also available, Steve, to uh, view at the uh, City Hall. And also, if you just go online to uh, mansfieldtexas.gov, uh, you can uh, go and view the budget uh, yourself. Uh, now, let me say this. Along with the budget, we also adopted a lower tax rate. Wait, of, a lower tax a rate? A lower tax rate. With for all this, this spending and salaries, we're going to get a lower tax rate? A lower tax rate. I tell you, we have a top notch staff when it comes to um, a fiscal responsibility. You know, we're all fiscally conservative, but uh, we were able to do that. So we lowered the tax rate uh, uh, by um, uh, a cent. And um, also, also, uh, we voted to uh, add an additional uh, 2% in regard to our homestead exemption. So that brings us up to 12%. And, and we are, the goal is to hit 20%, which is the, uh, 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 that's the max uh, that we can do that. But we, we are going a little bit at a time. We are making progress and uh, we feel real good about uh, what we're getting ready to do there. Every little bit helps. Yes, it does. All of us. All of us. It helps every one of us. Downtown getting a facelift, especially on Smith Street. You know, we're talking about almost a a 60 plus million dollar facelift. So uh, on, on to more exciting news, you know, when you think about it. So we we approved uh, what is called a, a TERS development agreement, which is tax increment revitalization funds. These are dollars that uh, uh, when they when they when they come to when people spend money downtown, we're able to take these dollars and to invest it back into that area. So uh, we're getting ready for a game-changing mixed-use development on Smith Street. Uh, it's going to be a vital part of the future of our downtown. And let me tell you what the plan features. Uh, residential units, retail, innovation space, a civic plaza. So we're going to have uh, another space uh, to go along with uh, the lot uh, where we'll have bands and we'll have just a lot of great, uh, great, great music festivals, things taking place downtown and um, more to come. So, uh, boy, I tell you what, huh. we want folks to get excited and get ready for that. That's going to be huge. If I only knew a musician. You know, I think I know a guy. I think he does a podcast, as a matter of fact. I'm just going to tee it up. Consent agenda, lots going on with the consent agenda. Uh, Mike is yours. Yes, sir. All right. We had uh, 10 consent agenda items, including a $98,000 contract for new carpet at City Hall. Boy, I tell you what, that's always exciting. A uh, $100,000 contract to upgrade the uh, city council chamber, uh, including new audio and camera equipment. Uh, we, we, we received 
receive feedback often from people who are viewing that they have a hard time hearing us. So uh, we're going to improve our audio. Uh, as I mentioned, camera equipment and a $120,000 contract uh, to relocate uh, utilities uh, along a US 287 frontage and uh, install a 30-inch uh, water line. All that's saying is that this area is growing and uh, we're just trying to um, improve our infrastructure because the folks are coming, the people are coming, and we're just trying to get ready for it. Uh, we're actually, they're, they're here, and we're just trying to uh, build that up. Uh, we also approved a resolution for the fire department to enter into a lease agreement for a durable uh, medical equipment for an amount uh, over $3 million. And um, I think this is important also. We closed the meeting by approving a two hundred and $36,000 contract for the uh, Harvest Point uh, uh, market uh, market demand. And what they'll do is a uh, financial feasibility study and an economic impact study for our city. And again, this gives us an opportunity to uh, forecast so that we can do a better job in serving the residents here in the great city of Mansfield, Texas. And Steve, I tell you what, that was it uh, for our city council meeting. We call this a moment with the mayor. We do this every two weeks right here on this podcast. Uh, Michael Evans, we'll see you in two weeks. I will see you then. Thank you. This month, September, is known as Hispanic Heritage Month. And the fact that it just, just happens to fall this week, Mexican Independence Day follows on uh, this Friday. And we wanted to... Uh, Pay a little homage, if we will, to uh, uh, to our Latin friends. And with us on the phone is Jessica Sanchez. She's uh, based right here in Mansfield. Uh, first of all, Jessica, welcome to About Mansfield. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on. Let's uh, let's first talk about uh, Hispanic Heritage Month. And you come from a family that uh, originates from Mexico. Hispanic Heritage Month. What does that mean to you and your family? So Hispanic Heritage Month is really a, a way for people in the United States to recognize a lot of the Hispanic countries became independent during Hispanic Heritage Month um, in the 1800s. So it's kind of a way to, as us as Americans, to be able to celebrate that independence from Spain, from, you know, from these countries, these countries, because we do, you know, the U.S. is a big melting pot. So we have a lot of Hispanic people that live here from all different types of countries. So it ends up being like this month field of culture. So it's a way for us to be able to show our culture, to educate others on our culture um, and to get them to be involved. You know, why always say you don't have to be Hispanic to celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month. Um, it is a way for us to kind of show everybody um, where we come from and the colorfulness that is the Hispanic culture. And and as I mentioned in the introduction that Friday is, is Mexican Independence Day and it's not Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. So September 16th was actually um, was when Mexico declared its independence from Spain. Um, and so it was at that point that they became a, a free country and they were no longer under the, you know, the Spanish um, reign, I guess you would say. And so now it's just filled with a bunch of pride. Um, we, this is a, an opportunity for us to, like I said, to be able to show our culture, which for us, it's going to be like music, 
lots of colorful, um, what we call papel picado. Mm. Um, we also celebrate the food, which is big in our culture. So anything having to do with music, colors, and food, that's us. <laughs> and so during, during now, during Mexican Independence Day, that us, that is us celebrating it. And it is celebrated in Mexico as well. And I don't know if this is a known fact or not, but Cinco de Mayo is not celebrated in Mexico. It's celebrated in the United States. All right. So one way of showing your culture and your food is an organization that you started started on Facebook, and now it's become a nonprofit organization called Mariposas de Mansfield. And if you would help out uh, those that don't speak Spanish, first of all, uh, what does that translate to, and why did you start the group? Yeah, of course. So Mariposas means butterflies and days of Mansfield. So butterflies of Mansfield. And the reason I started the group was um, I I actually grew up here in Mansfield. Um, I left after high school, came back home, and I've been back in Mansfield now for three years. And one of the things that I felt was missing in our community was um, was Hispanic representation. And so that could be anything from like the city or even events or things that others can learn about our culture. And I felt that that was really missing here. And, and another big part of it was a lot of our Spanish speaking um, community, you know, people that live in our community weren't really involved in anything that the city was doing, even as far as like, it's hard to get like Hispanic parents to participate in school activities because there isn't enough people that are bilingual that can help them, you know, get them involved. Right. And so, so ultimately when I started Mariposas de Mansfield, I will say I did it a little bit out of selfishness to try to find people that were like me <laughs> that, um, that I can, you know, try to bring this, you know, kind of try to make some friends and, and find where are they here in Mansfield. So I started the group as a way to be able to bring Hispanic women together in Mansfield. Um, and the group has grown to over 300 in a little over two and a half months. Yeah. Um, and once we started having meetings, what I started seeing that it was more about the philanthropic side of things that people wanted to be involved and they wanted to be a part of something and they also wanted to help out the community. So then that's when, when I made the decision, I think that this is going to be best if we are a nonprofit organization where we educate people on the Hispanic culture, but then we celebrate it and then we elevate it here in our community. And I'm on your um, website right now and you're, you're, you're promoting some events that are coming up here in town. The, uh, uh, the Katrina uh, fashion show, the Hispanic heritage month talent show, you're going to mm -hmm. be making flower uh, paper flowers at the far best theater and, and playing La Lotaria and, and, and yeah, talk about some of these events and how you have paired also with the Mansfield commission for the arts. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the great thing about Mansfield Commission for the Arts is they are about culture. And so they were my first stop whenever we were we were planning on um, creating some Hispanic Heritage Months during this month. And so they were my first stop. And Rosalie there has just been so amazing to us. Um, we ended up becoming a partner of Mansfield Commission of the Arts. So we have access to the theater, which is amazing. So now we're able to throw events. So the first event we're going to do is on September 30th, and that's going to be our um, 
Hispanic Heritage Month talent show where we are going to bring uh, local artists, not only visual artists, but music, poetry, um, and some dance groups going to come out and showcase their culture. Um, whether, I mean, it could be it, Hispanic is ranges like all of like Latin America and Mexico. So we're going to have different, different cultures that will be represented there from the Hispanic heritage. And then um, that is going to be on September 30th. Then on in October, we're going to have the Katrina fashion show, which focuses more on the Mexican culture. So we have a, we have a holiday per se called Dia de los Muertos and where we celebrate the dead. And so this is celebrated through um, makeup and sugar skulls and altars. And so we're bringing that to the community by showcasing local businesses that have clothing brands or shops that are local and also um, even young women that are 15 that are going to showcase their quinceanera dresses during the fashion oh, show. Nice. So that's going to be exciting and fun. The beautiful part about us starting what we're doing is that we've now started to see um, other groups forming. So actually, um, Latinos Unidos, which is another group that formed here in Mansfield, is going to be throwing a uh, Loteria night. Um, there, I think their main focus is going to be events where for us, we're going to be education, cultural, but then also getting involved in the city and being being a representative for the Hispanic culture here in the city. Now, Mariposas de Mansfield is a is now a nonprofit. You are in the process of raising some funds, and you have a fundraiser going on called One Hundred Latinas Who Give a Damn. <laughs> yes, yes. So that actually stemmed from women telling me that they want to be philanthropists. They don't really understand what it means. They don't know how you know they can support the community. And this is a campaign that we started this year, 100 Latinas Who Give a Damn. So the, the reasoning is that is that if, if 100 Latinas give $100, that's $10,000 that we can raise in our community to go back towards the community. So whether we are putting on cultural events, whether we are giving away some scholarships to some students in the high school, or we are doing free education for um, Spanish speaking Spanish speakers in the community we are trying to raise money to be able to give back into the community um, with that so if we can get those hundred Latinas who give a damn in Mansfield then we'll be able to raise ten thousand dollars Jessica in the 60 seconds or so that we have left in in this interview is there anything else that you want to add about uh, mariposas or Hispanic Heritage Month or Mexican Independence Day uh, the mic is yours yeah, absolutely. I would just, you know, ask if you could just follow us on Facebook. Look at Mariposas de Mansfield. If you are interested in getting involved with anything that we're doing, we do have a group of 300, 300 people plus in that group. Um, and we would love to have anybody. It, you do not have to be Hispanic to be involved. We just want you to love the Hispanic culture. Okay, I do have a question though about the mariposas because you you keep mentioning Latinas and it's predominantly a woman's group. Uh, but I'm a member of the mariposas de Mansfield. Mm-hmm. So can guys, uh, if they embrace the uh, the Latino, the Hispanic heritage, can they also join the group? Absolutely. We definitely um, will accept anybody to be a part of what we're doing and helping us 
you know, celebrate the culture and elevate it here in our community. It's on Facebook. It's a group called Mariposas de Mansfield. And if you are willing to embrace the uh, the Hispanic culture, uh, reach out and, and join the group. And uh, uh, Jessica Sanchez, I appreciate you being on About Mansfield. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Let's head on over to the sports desk. Here's Jonathan Dodd. The Tigers are now 3-0 after a close 21-16 win over the South Grand Prairie Warriors. Mansfield quarterback Sergio Kennedy goes 13-20 for and hurls two touchdowns, and junior running back James Johnson has 18 carries for 162 yards and a score. Next up for the Tigers is a big matchup with Legacy this Friday night at home. And the Legacy Broncos will enter Friday's matchup coming off of back-to-back wins after taking down the Wilson Wildcats 44-17. It was a big air attack from Reggie Moody Jr. who threw four touchdowns on the day, three of them to senior Paul Summers the second. The Timberview Wolves had a big win of their own versus the White Longhorns 70-17. Cameron Bates had an efficient day passing going 6-for-9 and tossing three scores. The run game was split between three backs with Jarvis Reed and JV on Madison both racking up two scores apiece. The Turner Lions are up next in an away district matchup. The Summit Jaguars earned their first win of the season over Crowley 20-14. They go for two in a row over Seguin in a district game with the Cougars donning a matching 1-2 and two record. And the Eagles of Lake Ridge fall to the Rockwall Heath Hawks 45-35 to and are now 1-2 and two on the season. The Eagles next travel to Duncanville in a district game versus the undefeated Panthers Friday night. And this week's highs and lows in Texas high school football, the Smoking for Jesus ministry team almost hits the 100-point mark with a final of 98-62 to over Marble Falls Faith, and Wall barely gets by Tuscola Jim Ned 3-0. And the biggest goose egg, Longview gets the win 69-0 over Tyler Legacy. Reporting from the About Mansfield Sports Desk, I'm Jonathan Dodd. Thank you, Jonathan. We love getting feedback from the community. And if you have a comment about the show, the good, the bad, the ugly, you can reach us by email at news at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that email address is news at aboutmansfield.com. Friday, September 16th is National Guacamole Day. It's not just a side dish anymore. Of course, there are hundreds of ways to prepare guacamole. People spice it up with onion, garlic, cumin, tomato, cilantro, even store-bought salsa. Traditionally, guacamole is served with tortilla chips, but it's also good with carrot sticks and even celery. Guac is delicious on sandwiches, hamburgers, omelets, or even in salads. Some people even blend it into smoothies. Not me, but some people. It was back in the 1500s when the Aztecs made a spread with avocados called awacamole, which translates to avocado sauce. Most Americans still associate guacamole with Mexican food, despite a ton of innovative ways to incorporate guacamole into other types of food. We may hesitate to try these fusions at home, but whether you like classic guacamole or you're obsessing over the turkey and guacamole croissant sandwich, National Guacamole Day is a great reason to include this healthy, high-vitamin food into your diet. Speaking of healthy eaters, let's head on over to the weather desk and check the forecast for the upcoming week. Colleen? Let me put my cookie down so we can take a look at weather for the next seven days in Mansfield, Texas. After a gloriously fall-like start to the week, we're unfortunately going to see our temperatures creep back up to summer-like levels. We're looking at a high of 92 degrees Wednesday, 93 degrees Thursday, 94 degrees Friday, 95 degrees Saturday, 96 degrees Sunday, 
95 degrees Monday, and 94 degrees Tuesday. Saturday's high is a disappointing 7 degrees above normal. There is currently no rain in the forecast. We'll have lots of sunshine. The Tarrant Regional Water District recommends that Mansfield sprinklers deliver up to a half inch of irrigation this week. Check your soil moisture at the end of the week and water if needed. Be sure sprinklers are not wasting water with runoff down the street. Cycle and soak with short run times spaced one hour apart. Conserving water is always important. For more watering tips, visit waterisawesome.com. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. As always, we're talking science, health, real estate, and rounding it out with the cocktail of the week. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. At Methodist Health System, every person we treat Good morning, class. is a vital part of the communities we call home. Table for two. That's why we're dedicated to exceptional, innovative care. From robotic surgery and advanced oncology to helping you find a healthier path. And hold that pose. Three, two, one. Being there when and where our neighbors need us. The doctor will be right in. That's community. And why so many people trust Methodist. Hi, this is Roger of the Roger and Beth team at Century 21 Judge Fight. The real estate market is far more dynamic today than it has ever been, with values changing quickly. Now is the time to get an update on your real estate portfolio. We're offering a no-cost, no-obligation real estate portfolio review to all About Mansfield podcast listeners. Visit our website at homesinmansfield.com to learn more and to stay on top of what's happening in your neighborhood. Thank you for allowing us to serve you as your go-to Mansfield area real estate resource. Again, that's homesinmansfield.com. Congratulations to Lisa Cunningham, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. Who received a 50-year franchise from City Council in 1917 to establish the city's first electric plant? Lisa knew that it was Milton Farr who was granted the electric franchise, which also helped illuminate his side gig, known as the Far Best Theater. When we come back, this week's trivia question, this is about Mansfield. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield podcast episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows, such as Ask Philip, Daughter of the Other Woman, Stir the Pot, He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not, and we are TPM, just to name a few, and also handles post-production duties for remote clients such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Military Resource Radio out of Detroit. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast, or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. 
Com. Hi, this is Joe Jenkins with Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance, specializing in auto, home, commercial, and life insurance. I was born and raised here in Mansfield, Texas. We're active in the community, and Mansfield's a town we really care about. Our office has over 30 years' experience in the insurance industry, and we're passionate about what we do and about customer service. For a free quote, please visit our website at joejenkinsinsurance.com or give us a call at 817-472-6058. Once again, that website is joejenkinsinsurance.com. It's time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular About Mansfield trivia question. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to a local Mansfield eatery brought to you by Joe Jenkins Insurance. Whether you're looking for homeowners, auto, commercial, or any other type of insurance, Joe has helped Mansfield area residents understand the insurance coverage that best fit their needs since 2010. You can find him on the internet at joejenkinsinsurance.com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, this week's question is fairly simple for those connected in the MISD community or those who know how to use Google well. This week's trivia question is simply this. In what year was Dr. Kimberly Cantu hired by the Mansfield ISD? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, in what year was Dr. Cantu hired by the Mansfield ISD? Good luck, and thanks to Joe Jenkins Insurance for the gift card. Hi, I'm James Sellers, CEO and founder of Salmar Corporation, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Let's head on over to the science desk where roving science reporter Dennis Webb dives deep into scientific uses of sewage. Dennis? Thank you, Steve. A few weeks ago, I heard a news story about an American in New York State being diagnosed with polio. It was the first case of this viral disease in the USA in decades. As a kid, 60 years ago, I was among the first generation to get the oral vaccine, and we lined up at my school to get it. It was on a sugar cube. The worst infections of polio cause complete paralysis, where some people can't breathe without mechanical aid. When I was a kid, I met several people who had such breathing machines, but by the time I met them, they were portable. In middle age, I met a lot of people who'd had polio as a kid, just not so bad they couldn't breathe, but it left them with difficulty with a limb even decades later. Anyway, polio is very bad, and it has been so for thousands of years. And it's great that we had wiped it out in the USA, but it is apparently back. The person who caught it was not vaccinated, a member of a religious community prominent in their town. The patient apparently caught it locally. Most cases are mild, but they spread person to person, and a few people get very ill. A doctor made the diagnosis and reported it to County Public Health, who shared the unexpected risk of epidemic up the chain. One case does not meet an epidemic, but an unexpected, unexplained case might have meant there were more cases that local officials needed to know about. Here is where the sewage comes in. The wastewater treatment plant in this New York County takes samples of raw sewage and stores them with a date on the sample. With the diagnosis of an actual case, older samples of sewage were tested for the virus, coming from infected people in the sewage system. These tests show when the virus first appeared in the community and how widely it spread, at least quantitatively. Such a system requires that the operator of the sewage system reliably take and store these samples and, and make them available if public health needs to test them. 
This is probably not the only use for these samples, but it shows how a lot of the public health system is largely invisible to, to most of us. With the COVID-19 epidemic, there was some experimental and operational testing to see if such sampling could help public health understand local spread. Apparently, most people infected with COVID-19 release viruses through their feces into the sewer system. It's icky to think about, but it's a useful insight. It's thought that such monitoring detects increased spread before new cases start to go up, so it's a useful public health indicator to know how the epidemic is going. Earlier this spring, Texas had 39 wastewater sampling sites across six counties that were being regularly tested. Tarrant County was not one of them, but it is likely that retrospective sampling goes on locally. I think about the people who take the samples and those other people who test them. Both are unusual tasks, probably not a major part of their their full responsibility, but it's important. Most jobs have stuff like that, just not involving sewage. Years ago, I met someone who had worked in a sewage treatment plant as a part of her Ph.D. program in civil and environmental engineering. She was apparently a world expert on algae, making her an algologist, or sometimes called a phycologist. She had stories from her time in the sewage treatment plant, mostly about the strange things people flush into the sewage system, and how you get used to the smell. This PhD engineer was Dr. Mary Cleave, at the time a recently selected shuttle astronaut in 1980. I was leading a team in mission control doing some very boring but essential testing of the astronaut training facility where we watched what was going on from the control center. Dr. Cleave was assigned to my team to learn something about the facilities and work with the people in mission control who were conducting the boring test with me. Dr. Cleave and I hit it off quickly, and during the even more boring times when they were reloading the simulator, we smoked cigars, a thing you could do in the 1980 mission control center. We also shared stories from our young careers and our aspirations. She got to fly in space a few years later and ended up being the big boss of NASA's science program for a few years. We both retired from NASA at about the same time. A career in science can take you a lot of places if you are serious and work hard. If you have any questions about science, send an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. Angel Biasati is here and is about to give breast cancer the boot in today's Methodist Mansfield News to Know. Angel? Being diagnosed with breast cancer can be very scary and unfamiliar. Fortunately, patients at Methodist Mansfield Medical Center have a breast cancer survivor and nurse navigator to help guide them through the challenges. It's a part of who we are and giving back to others as we share our own experience with patients. We provide advice and emotional support. One in eight women will develop invasive breast cancer in their lifetime. The stage at which breast cancer is detected influences a woman's survival rate. If detected early, the five-year survival rate is now 90%. Women can reduce their risk of breast cancer by scheduling a mammogram. A mammogram, combined with a clinical breast exam, is the most effective way to find and treat breast cancer early. Women from 20 years of age into their 30s should have a doctor perform a clinical breast exam at least one every three years. The American Cancer Society recommends annual clinical exams and mammograms for women beginning at age 45. 
Women who have a family history of breast cancer or other high-risk factors may need more frequent mammograms at a younger age. As a survivor, our nurse navigator feels uniquely qualified to communicate and discuss all the issues surrounding cancer with both compassion and wisdom at the Breast Center at Methodist Mansfield Medical Center. We suggest women become educated and empowered and learn the facts about breast cancer. Sometimes women are hesitant to have a mammogram because they fear the results. However, a mammogram could be a matter of life and death. Finding cancer early means a better chance of survival and successful treatment. Take an active role in your own health and remember, the earlier breast cancer is detected, the better chance for a cure. Call 214-933-7200 or go online to schedule your mammogram today at Methodist Mansfield Medical Center. With Methodist Mansfield News to Know, I'm Angel Biasati reporting for About Mansfield Podcast. Realtor Beth Steinke is here with this week's Mansfield Real Estate Market Update. Imagine this. You've saved up for years. You've worked hard to find the perfect home. You struggled through the emotions of the inspection contingency and the appraisal. And now it's time to close on your home, the one you've been waiting for. You get to the closing table and the closing rep asks you if you brought a cashier's check to closing because they don't have any funds showing up for you. Your heart starts to quicken when you tell her that you wired the funds yesterday and they should have them. Don't worry, the title rep's going to double check. But no, they don't have any deposited funds for your closing. The mood in the room gets a little more stressful and urgent as everyone starts double-checking wiring instructions and account numbers, and then it becomes clear. You've wired funds to the wrong place because you received an email that looked really legitimate that gave you specific instructions about your closing funds and where they should be sent. Now your life savings is missing. You can't close on your new home. Everyone is panicked. Sellers are upset. This deal is likely dead, and your money may literally be gone forever. Does this sound far-fetched to you? Unfortunately, that is exactly the scene that's playing out across our country daily. Wire fraud is a very real and scary reality for real estate transactions. Here are the numbers. $6.9 billion in victim losses in 2021. 2,300 plus average complaints received daily. 552 plus average complaints received per year in the last five years. So today, we're going to talk about what it is and how to prevent it from happening to you or someone you love. When it's time to close on a house you are buying, you get the pleasure of bringing to closing your down payment and closing costs. This can be anywhere from a few thousand dollars to a few hundred thousand dollars. You generally have two options. You can wire the money to the title company or you can bring a cashier's check to closing. Many people opt to wire because it's quicker. They don't have to go by the bank and wait in line. The process is just a phone call to the bank. It really boils down to convenience for the buyer. The title company will send over, typically via email, the wiring instructions. These are the banking numbers that tell the money where to end up. Done right, it's easy and convenient. So what's the problem? Unfortunately, hackers are accessing the transaction information. No one knows really how they're doing it. But they are spoofing the title company's email addresses and mocking up emails that look legitimate. And they're sending them out to unsuspecting buyers just at the right time in the transaction. The email contains wiring instructions to offshore accounts. Once this money hits the erroneous account, it is immediately transferred to another account. 
and then another. By the time the buyer gets to the closing table and everyone unravels the mystery of the missing funds, generally too much time has passed and those funds will be lost for good. So what do you do to stop this from happening to you or someone you know? Here are some important guidelines. Know your closing process. Understanding the closing process before your money is due can help you avoid scams. The title company controls the closing process, so they are your one and only point of contact about wiring funds. Be very hesitant to discuss the closing process via email. Fishers can use this information later to pose as someone you trust. Write down contact information. You should have a couple of contact methods for everyone involved in your closing transaction. This includes your lender, your real estate agent, and your settlement agent, the title company. Write down each party's name, phone number, email addresses, and any other form of contact information that you have. Beware of last-minute closing changes. Scammers cause confusion and panic to convince you to go against your better judgment and wire money to an undisclosed party. Be wary of anyone who urges you to act fast or send money immediately, especially if the request comes via email. Call to confirm wiring instructions. This is really important. Don't follow up on any emails with wiring instructions, even if it looks legitimate. Contact a trusted representative either in person or over the phone and ask them to confirm the account name and number. Only the title company should give you direction on this, not your agent nor your lender. Only use phone numbers you know and trust. Remember those ones you wrote down. Don't use phone numbers contained in the email. Scammers can spoof numbers and easily fake phone numbers. Never email your financial institution. Email is never a safe way to transmit your financial information. Fishers can use this information against you later after a hack, even if you're emailing someone you trust. Stick to in-person meetings or phone conversations to share important information. Thanks to spoofing, it can be difficult to distinguish whether a phone call is a scam or legitimate. A scammer might call you and tell you that they have information for you, but first they need you to confirm your identity. Trust your gut. If something doesn't feel right, hang up the phone and contact one of the trusted parties on a phone number you know. They'll be able to confirm the specific wiring instructions or any legitimate changes to the closing process. Here are the actions to take if you believe you've been scammed. Take a deep breath and follow these steps if you think you've been the victim of mortgage wire fraud. Contact your bank or wire transfer company immediately if you have an inkling that you have been a victim of wire fraud. Request a wire recall as soon as possible after you make the transaction. In some cases, you may be able to get the money back that you sent, but only if you act fast. Report the error quickly and explain what you think is going on to increase your chances of getting your money back. Then, file a complaint with the FBI. The FBI has an Internet Crime Division that might be able to help you if you're a victim of fraud. You can contact the FBI's Internet Crime Complaint Center and submit a report. The quicker you contact them, the more likely they will be able to help you. The bottom line is that it is critically important to take extreme caution when wiring money for any reason. We do not want this to happen to you or anyone you know. Now let's get to this week's Mansfield Real Estate Market Update. As of Tuesday, September 13th, there are 130 active and available homes for sale in Mansfield, excluding new construction. Homes this week range from 219,000, with the list topping out at 1.77 million. We have quite the range for every buyer in every price point available. Are there real estate topics that you want to learn more about? Send me a message at info at aboutmansfield.com. For the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Beth Steinke with Century 21 Judge Fight. Shaken or stirred, either way, you know it's going to be good, as Brian Certain finds a creative use for watermelon in the cocktail of the week. This week's cocktail of the week is the watermelon sparkler. 
As I've talked about for the last couple of weeks, my son, Cooper, who's 22 years old, has really challenged me to come up with fresh, refreshing summer drinks that I haven't tried before and some flavor combinations that I haven't tried before as well. As you know, I'm primarily a bourbon guy, and he likes preferred to drinking a lighter cocktail, a gin base, a wine base. He'll even agree upon occasion to try a vodka-based cocktail, which this one is a gin-based cocktail. So in the last couple of weeks, we've done vodka, we've done tequila, last week was wine. So this week, we're following up with a new fresh take on summer that's a gin-based cocktail called the Watermelon Sparkler. All of these were inspired by an article on Town & Country Magazine, so I want to give full credit there. But this one, again, is the Watermelon Sparkler. But don't worry about taking notes, as I'll be giving out the ingredients and instructions and always posting them on bourbongospel.com. Ingredients. You want a good dry gin, something like Bombay Sapphire or maybe Botany Bay or some of those other botanical gins if that's your preference. You're going to use one ounce, this one's going to be a strange one, sparkling sake. If you've had sake before and never had a sparkling sake, let me tell you, it really is a super nice Japanese uh, wine. You're going to use a half ounce of fresh lemon juice. Please, please, fresh always, not those green bottles from the grocery store, and a half ounce of agave nectar. You can buy agave nectar in the stores. Certainly, making your own is always better. And then you're going to use about a three-inch piece of watermelon. You're going to muddle the watermelon in a glass with the gin, the lemon juice, and the agave nectar in a cocktail shaker. You're going to fill with ice, shake, and strain into a port glass, and then you're going to top it with the sparkling sake and stir lightly. Please, 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 if you enjoy this and like it, let me know and reach out to me. I'd love to hear your take and input. You can reach me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad. But too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain, and still you're not. Thank you, Brian. And to the listeners, this has never happened before. Check this out. The entire news and features section took up the entire episode. One hour of content. So that means next week... We are going to bring on Mansfield-based author Shane Trotter. We had scheduled him for this week and actually part two for next week. Uh, Shane Trotter will be on the episode next week. As always, this is the place where you will hear the latest Mansfield news, sports, and weather. Until then, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share, love, support this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Head on over to our website, aboutmansfield.com, and enter your email address right there on the homepage. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Science reporter, Dennis Webb. Sports, Jonathan Dodd. Methodist Mansfield News to Know, Angel Biasati. Mansfield Real Estate Market Update, Beth Steinke. Ask Terry Home Improvement, Terry Radswin. Cocktail of the Week, Brian Certain. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo and Jonathan Dodd. We thank you all for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this is 
about Mansfield. 